Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You on Blog Talk Radio. Mind, Body, Spirit, You is a collaboration between five inspirational and unique women who have joined together with the intent to assist you in making your life the very best it can be. You can find us at www.mindbodyspiritu.com. There are many live shows and podcasts offered each month, and all are available in the free archives under the Mind, Body, Spirit, You tab at Blog Talk Radio. Our shows cover a variety of topics, healing, spirituality, health and wellness, metaphysical concepts, and scientific discoveries. Many of our shows allow time for you to call in and ask for assistance on your journey of transformation and discovery. We are all aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and our world. And that is exactly what we are here to discuss. So please, join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and transform. Here's the show. And welcome everyone to Mind, Body, Spirit, News monthly channel. I am your host, Reverend Leah Fortner. And, of course, I am joined by two of my favorite ladies on the earth plane and in spirit as well. And that would be the healing, loving, supportive, calm energy of Dodie Mitchell, who will shortly guide us through our channel, well, pre-channel meditation, and the wonderful Laura Morante. Hi, ladies. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. Glad to be here with you again tonight. In addition to our channel, I just wanted to bring up in the beginning that, like I always say, it just turns out that our shows always fall in sync with astrological happenings, and tonight would be the same. Our last show, which was the first time we did a call-in show, which I truly enjoyed and I think went really well, we mentioned that Jupiter had moved into Leo. So tonight we find that the new moon is also moving into Leo, which is going to add a little boost to what we spoke about at that time. Dr. Stephanie Pierre shared a lot of really cool information about that. And if you missed that, it's basically just going to put a little bit of creative, uh, passionate influence in our energy in this new moon cycle as well. It will also add... um, an expansion, and a generosity to our energy. So it's a really cool thing to call upon right now. And it's got an exciting dog in the background, I guess, who obviously loves Leo, which is also the cat. So it's interesting that you'd have a dog barking, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, So it's 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 a great energy to call upon right now to just get out and have some creative projects going in your life. And I just wanted to touch on that because it's always interesting that we're in sync in that way with our shows. We also wanted to mention that we do have a love donation icon at the bottom of your screen. So we are grateful that you tune in and you listen. And if you enjoy the words of wisdom that you receive from all of us here tonight and you want to support our program, please feel free to follow the links. It's in blue print it says love donation and if you follow that you will find a way to make a love donation to our show and we thank you ahead of time if you decide to do that i also would like to share with you uh that we suggest that you listen to our shows uh more than one time i sometimes will just sit down if i have a question and pick a random show scroll through our archive and pick one And I find that I will oftentimes get a lot of answers from those channels, whatever they may be from whatever time. And many messages come each time you listen. 
So take a peek at those, and if you go to the bottom of the screen and you see highlighted either my name or Laura's name, and you follow those links, you can get to our archives of all the shows and experience them once again. They are always there for your listening pleasure. With that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Dodie, who's going to guide us into a calm, receptive state for the channel that lies ahead. Dodie? Thank you, Leah. And thank you, Laura, for this opportunity again to tune into spirit. It's it's an amazing experience. I I can't wait to hear what comes through. So I'd like to invite everybody now to just find a comfortable place to settle. Kick back. And take a beautiful deep breath in. Take a deep breath into the belly, expanding the chest, bringing so much life force into the body. And then release that breath completely, fully. Let it all go. And take another beautiful deep breath in, filling the belly, expanding the chest, all the way into the shoulders. And let it go. Let the breath go. Now, let the breath be easy, moving in and out of the body of its own accord, according to the wisdom of your body. And with your eyes closed, feel yourself sitting or laying with the earth beneath you and the sky above you. And bring an image to your mind that you are in fact a magnificent ancient, beautiful, sturdy tree. Just hold that image in your mind now. The bottom half of your body and your legs, your hips and your sit bones, that's the sturdy trunk. And from that sturdiness, you have roots that are making their way into the earth. And they're expanding in all directions. And with each breath in and out, those roots reach farther and farther into the earth, making their way through rocks and water. And as those roots dig deep into the earth, you feel stronger, more stable. As you breathe in and out, you can really feel that stability and that nurturing that the earth energy is giving you as your roots are reaching deeper and deeper. And at the same time that you reach into the earth, you're reaching up. And your arms become limbs. The crown of your head becomes the top of the tree. And with each breath in and out, you reach farther and farther. And with each breath in, you draw in light. You draw in the energy from above you draw in the sunshine. And so it is that you're beautifully rooted into the Earth Mother and also reaching toward the infinite divine above. And with this connection between heaven and earth, you're stable, you're grounded, And yet you're pulling in this beautiful, high-vibrating energy from above. Feel yourself expanding in all directions, all directions above, reaching up and out. And at all directions into the earth, steady, strong, stable. 
hold this feeling, this feeling of deep connection above and below, this feeling of strength and balance, and open, open to the message that's here for you today. And with a deep breath in, and a long breath out, I lovingly hand this to you, Laura. Thank you. Thanks, Dodie. That was beautiful. All right. I think we're set to go. We engage this energy with a sense of the direction that we look to take it in, with a sense of what it is souls here in physicality are looking to hear. We ask that you each open your minds, open your hearts, and allow what is to come through to be integrated into your awareness without immediate dismissal, without any rejection that may come up from any previously held beliefs or considerations about who you are and what you think you are capable of. There is a sense here in the energy that many of you are wondering what is going on with the interpersonal relationships in your life, what is happening with people and with the way people interact with one another. You are wondering why this one who you thought you knew so fa- you knew so well is acting in a way that is something that you are unaccustomed to experiencing from this one. And there are others in your life that are shifting and you are watching how their relationships are shifting and how people are shifting in and out of each other's experiences. And there are so many questions when this happens. When souls move into the physical experience, they have a sense of the direction they want to take their life in. They have a sense of the kind of experiences they look to integrate into their awareness. You see, as energy, that's what it's all about. What vibration can we experience in this life and through what circumstances, what situations, and with what other human beings or animals or creatures on the earth? How can we allow ourselves to experience these different ways of being? How can we allow ourselves to understand what affects who we are, what affects our ability to know who we are, and what affects our ability to be who we know we are. There are so many factors. There are so many instances that we can give you where your life begins to show you, where you allow the outside in. For what exists inside you is a knowingness, a knowingness that whatever it is you are experiencing has some value has some purpose, that there's something in it for you. There is a sense that when a relationship shifts, the individuals tend to look at themselves and say, well, what did I do wrong or what did they do wrong? There tends to be this idea that there needs to be some blame and also some responsibility taken. And yet if you think of life in terms of energy as the souls that you are and you think of how The energy is just here to experience physicality. And that all interactions that occur in this physical world, in this physical lifetime, all enhance the experience, all create intensities that you can then allow yourself to move through. (laughs) From whatever perceptive state you choose, and you choose it by the way you view the experience, So when we speak in terms of relationships and you all think in terms of partners here and you think in terms of these commitments that you've made to one another, these logical, I'm sorry, these logically driven commitments, and although many of you would say, well, they were heart-centered, they're heart-centered because when I met this other, I felt a love like no other. And I committed to be with this other for the entirety of this human experience that I can prove that that love was real. That's a poignant point right there. That's something you want to ponder. The idea that in the the egoic interpretation of, of, of 
true love, it means it must last with the same intensity throughout a lifetime. And as any human being that's ever been in a long-term relationship knows on this earth plane, that that, that, that kind of love, that intensity that you experience in those first few days, well, it doesn't remain the same. It shifts. It mutates. It molds from the experience, from the energies that you put put in, the energies that your partner puts in to the relationship. It creates a new form. And that is life itself. That is true about all life. Life is love. Life is divine, loving energy manifesting. And as you all know, life doesn't stay the same. It continually changes. It morphs. It grows. It expands. It shifts. It redefines itself through this ever-changing process. So do you. So does every other human being on the earth, and so do your relationships. That intense spark you met I'm sorry, you felt when you met. That was a sign. That was a signal from your soul that says, hey, here's someone we have an agreement with. Here's someone we have a contract with. Or here's someone we've got some karma with. It's simply a signal that says, hey, there's something more to explore with this one. There's an experience or an energy we came to exchange while we're here in this physical body. But you know, the spark, the spark intellectually means this must be the one. (laughs) This must be the sign from my soul that I am to mold my life around this other, that I feel this strong intensity with. Oh, and oftentimes there is that kind of connection, there is that kind of commitment to make that kind of relationship in the physical to have that kind of experience together and oftentimes it is it is for a lifetime oftentimes it truly is that that fairy tale kind of spark that they like to speak of but those are not the only sparks that occur those are not the only recognitions we have as souls in physicality, there just are no fairy tales written about the others. There is no statements being made about how a spark can mean so many different things. And so many different things can come of that spark. Like a wildly intense romantic relationship that from the get-go looks like it has all the makings of that perfect fairy tale. And then somewhere along the way, something shifts, something changes. Sometimes it's an experience that you can actually put your finger on and say, well, that's it, that's what happened, and now we're different because of it, so we are going to split. And sometimes it's not so obvious. Sometimes the energy just seems to dissipate, just seems to disappear. There just seems to be no intensity between you anymore. And that's a lot of where that blame game comes in. That's a lot when we start to want to figure out which one of us gave up, which one of us moved away from that initial intensity. And even if there are manifestations of that in the physical, even if you say one stepped out on another and so this deserves to happen, Beneath the surface of all that is the truth of the experience, which is it's shifting. The experience that you came to have together is shifting. So you thought it was this, and maybe it's that. What do you do when it shifts? How long do you play the blame game? How long do you play victim? And how long do you sit in remorse? in confusion, in desperation, in self-arbitration. How long do you feel 
this shift and not honor it. When will you give yourself permission to be a soul having a physical experience where the soul says, this intensity that we once felt for each other is done. Now let's move on. Let's find something else. Let's create more intensity. Or let's move on and find others to create intensities with so that we can each expand. Either way, it moves. It's about shifting. It's about experiencing something new. So what we're really bringing to the forefront here is the idea that if it's shifting, then check in and see in which direction do you feel the energy is shifting you toward. And you must battle your way through all of the practical rationalizations that will be thrown at you from others and that will certainly be strolling through your mind in order to get your attention. You've got to get beyond all of that to really check in, to really check in without any defined inclination in your humanness with a sense of complete surrender, saying, okay, dear soul, you are the one defining this experience. So I ask you, in all truth, to give me a sense of the direction I am to move in. I have no attachment to any desired outcome, and I am giving myself permission to feel free, to follow what it is my heart guides me to. It's a simple process, but you all know as human beings how difficult it becomes because it's not so easy to quiet that mind. It's not so easy when those around you are giving you all of these suggestions and all of these concepts or maybe versions of experiences they have had And they come with great certainties because if you've been in an experience, you are a master of it, right? (laughs) And you understand that nobody's been in your experience and nobody else can interpret what it is going on between you and this other soul. Which direction, you guys, your souls are looking to move in? Are you looking to come closer together through a change in your environment, through a change in your perception of one another, through a willingness to work through the hard times? Or are you looking to set each other free to have new experiences? Or to challenge each other through the separation and all the emotion and instability that comes with that? challenge each other to know that there's more to life than just the experience you two had. There is no right or wrong. There is no certainty in any one direction when it comes to relationships. Each and every single individual interaction that you have with human beings is uniquely defined by the two of you in that given moment. According to every experience that has happened to you and every one that has affected your life up until that point. And it just it doesn't just affect partners. You understand this goes right into our relationships with family, our relationship with friends and how they come and go at different points in our life, how some stay. And some are like the wind. What you really want to do is relegate all relationships down to soulful experiences. Then you don't take it so personally. Then you don't beat yourself down for not being what another expected you to be. Or you don't get so heavy in the judgment of what another should have been to you. When you can truly step back, when you can truly see 
that this is your opportunity as a soul to be physical, to be here on the earth and experience life. When you can see that and you can see life in that way, and life asks you to change, and life asks you to shift, and life asks you to accept whatever it is that is going on in whatever relationships you are considering. If you could pull yourself to that awareness that knows that this is just an experience. And that as I move through this, I will engage another experience and another. And another if I will allow myself. We are not in any way saying that there is no need for commitment in this world. Or that one should not honor their commitments. One need only check in with their soul to understand the alignment of the commitment with the experience the soul is looking to have. If we've made a commitment to one and we feel that we have grown beyond that experience and are looking to move in a more expansive direction than another... Is it the commitment we made when we were not yet this expansive? Is it that that we should confine our now expansive energy to? And you know this can be a commitment with a human being, a commitment with a job, or a commitment in any way. A friendship, a role you're playing in your family. It is always about checking in and aligning or checking in on the alignment of the commitment with who it is your soul is looking to be in the moment and what it is your soul is looking to experience. All right, Leah. There's a bit of a break. Okay, I felt that one coming. I feel like this is, I find excitement in this topic, actually. I feel like it's such a, it's a subject that's just so right on in so many people's lives and something that I find myself talking about all the time with my friends and people that are close to me and relationships and how we experience them and our expectations of them and somewhat of the memes that we put on relationships uh, this day and age, and really what relationships are there for of of many kinds. And I don't know if I want to, or if I'm shifting it in a way by bringing this topic up, but I always find myself talking about relationships with others as a mirror, as something that we attract into our lives as we are on the journey of self-discovery and these relationships offer us the chance to look at ourselves and looking at someone else and and what we've brought into our lives. And maybe the channel didn't seem to address it from that perspective, but I know Mm -hmm, thinking mm -hmm. of relationships actually takes me there. I don't know if they have anything to say about that. Yeah, yeah, actually they're saying um, the Okay, I get it. Uh, Life itself, Leah, is the journey of self-exploration. And every relationship brings you the opportunity to know you on a deeper level. There is no doubt about that. Now, some people in the metaphysical community like to purport that when someone is challenging you, that what you see in them is what you see in you, and that that is what why you've brought the experience to you. And this has some validity. There is no doubt about that, as we are all one energy. What you see in them does exist in you to some point, to some extent, in some aspect of you. But the true experience is about how you react in this life, what effect that energy has on you and your ability to remain intact, to remain aligned with your truth, to see through the invitation to join them there in order to 
exist in integrity. That's what life is all about, isn't it? It's always a challenge to hide, to hide from our truth. That each and every situation in our life is an opportunity for exactly that, an opportunity to go deeper into the darkness so we can't see ourselves or to expose through the light that exists in every experience if we're willing to find it. But it's difficult, especially when it comes with interpersonal relationships in this human experience because the human being has not yet brought this awareness into their conscious display of affection. The idea that this life is a journey of self-exploration should give you a sense of just how many opportunities there are and how many interactions you've had to be exposed to so many of the self-limiting beliefs and inclinations of the mind. And this is most certainly facilitated through our closest relationships. Those are the ones we bring in to really, really help us get to know who we really are and what it is we allow to get in between who we are and who we allow ourselves to be. Hmm. Okay, Leah. I also just want to bring up, too, I love that it mentioned, and this is something that I also process with relationships, is that we move into relationships with an expectation of a forever fairy tale. And sometimes it is, like they clearly stated. Sometimes that is what happens, but sometimes it's not. And I just have to say, one of the most freeing relationships I ever had was I in a relationship with someone I was like, we fell in love, and we said, you know what, we're, we're not going to get married. This doesn't feel like that forever after type of union. I think we can be in love and be together and grow, but we don't have that expectation or the pressure of that forever after marriage. And we went in with the union agreeing that, and it was just so free, and it didn't make it any less serious or any less committed. It was almost like it was the most mature relationship I had ever been in that we could put ourselves honestly in check with our truth in the relationship and rule out that expectation on a relationship. So I really love that the channel asked us to look at that element in relationships that's carried through when we step into Cool. Whatever it is you said just triggered something on commitments. And it it is coming out like this. The idea of commitments, the idea of anything in the physical plane comes from a spiritual origin. And so you want to recognize that. And commitment is a real thing in the energy. There are real commitments made by souls between souls. Now when you try to manifest in the physical, what you sense, in the deepest parts of who you are, well, you know, sometimes the interpretation gets convoluted. Sometimes the ego gets in the way and adds its own logical interpretation to what it is you are trying to sense there. So we do, when we have these relationships, when we have those signs and triggers with those people in our lives, they are commitments. There is no doubt that when you feel that spark with another, that's a reminder that you have a commitment with this other. You have a commitment, a soul-to-soul commitment, to be in a certain way for a certain someone, for that someone's growth. And they've committed to be a certain way in your experience, for your growth. That's what relationships are about. Whether they be the partner in your life, the sibling in your life, or the friends in your life. We don't need these human, logical 
legal commitments when we honor our soulful commitments. You see, human beings don't give us credit. Human beings don't give themselves enough credit. They don't trust that they can honor their soul. They've seen how far they can step away from the desires of the soul, and they know. They know how weak they can be. And yet there are some here that know how strong they can be and know that the commitment never need be on paper, that the understanding exists on a much deeper level than logic. That's where the true commitment lies, Leah. And when two souls know that commitment is there, they don't need anyone in the physical to validate it. The only aspect of this experience that needs that validation is the doubting mind, the fear-driven ego that says, I must see it in the physical in order to believe it. I must see it in writing so that I can hold on to that to know that it's real. Don't you see the ridiculousness here? Because once the commitment is done in the energy, it's done in the physical, no matter how hard you try, no matter how you wave that piece of paper in the air saying, but I have it in writing. When it's done in the energy, it's done in anybody. Anybody who's moved through a major relationship knows, knows this truth. But you see, it's about honoring the soul. And there are times where the souls do bring in challenges to have the human being questioning the commitment. This is not a cut-and-dry, black-and-white kind of concrete answer that any of you are looking for. It is, again, once again, a challenge for you to get to know you, to get to know how you intuit what it is your soul is guiding you. All right, Leon. It just keeps popping off really quickly on this relationship topic. <laughs> but it's so it's so online, you know, I mean for every single person living right now, relationships and love and commitment and their influence on our reality is something we go through every single day. Uh, I really really I, yeah. I'm sorry, I just I really love the part about the commitment that it's between the souls and that you you know it, you know, and I I know with my ex I, I remember when I first met him, there was like no doubt in my mind. There was a spark, there was a commitment, I felt it and I made it. And then when it was done, I knew it. But I did struggle in my mind with it for a very long time and I stayed in it longer than I knew the energy had been done all because of logic, all because of what I thought. And then, and yet, ultimately, it, it all really did work out for the best. Logic it, is one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that logic really can distract you, and especially, like they had said, there's so many people outside of you telling you, giving you, you know, their interpretation of it according to their experiences or what they've seen other people experience, you know, and then that just confounds the mind even more. And I would say even beyond logic is fear, fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of being alone. I feel like that gut-wrenching feeling in your stomach where you're, like, afraid to let go of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. Because yes, I do. Absolutely. I think Laura? Mo- Jody? Yeah. I, I, I'd love to just give a perspective here. May I? Yeah. Please. Just as I'm, as I'm listening, I, I just wanted to say what a beautiful gift it is if you can take whatever relationship you are. I mean, we, we, you know, 
I think most of us take this in terms of the love relationships, but I really tapped into the relationship between siblings, the relationship between friends that come and go, you know, and, and, and there's these relationships where you think, you know, geez, you know, I, sh- I should reach out in that friendship, you know, I, I haven't been spending time on it, and to just know that it's, it's leaving because it's time for it to leave because it has served, your souls have served each other. And I think it's a real gift if we can look at what we draw to ourselves in a relationship, the commitment, the soul commitment that we receive between two souls and, and we end up as sisters or brothers or, or friends or lovers or whatever. And, they, and, and, and the challenges come. And, and especially if you've been through more than one relationship where the challenge is a similar one and you think, why do I keep doing this to myself? And those relationships end. You know, they end in like a, a, a blame game. They end in a, well, that was the reason. See, that was the reason that it ended. Instead of looking at it and saying, so, so you're giving me yet another opportunity to be able to experience this, this challenge, and, and find my truth in it, explore it, find out what it is about that challenge that brings out the fear in me, and then, and then move away from that fear into love. I mean, it's a huge order, but it's, you know, it's why we're here, or one big reason why we're here. So it's beautiful if you can look at relationships that challenge you that way. Okay. <clears throat> so they say, yes, dear Dodie. It is about expanding the information that we give you, isn't it? It's about expanding it and applying it in many different areas of your experience. So, of course, you would go to the family and, of course, you would go to the friends. Now take it to a more expansive direction. Let's talk about the relationship you have with your career, what you think defines who you are. Let's talk about your relationship with your environment, your community, your home. How long have you lived there? How long have you existed there? How much of this world have you explored? How comfortable have you become in this one set space on this earth, knowing that this whole wide world is available to you to explore, to be a part of? Because when you explore other areas of the world, you get to feel different energies. Every different culture, every different community, every different city and sidewalk has a different feel to it, a different energy to it. And that is what you are here to explore in this lifetime. All that you possibly can. You want to engage every different energy on the earth while you're here. If not, what is the purpose? To look at those same four walls, to look at the same view, to look at the same people and to have the same experience just because you feel safe in it? Ah, dear souls, when you leave the earth plane, (laughs) you regret one and only one thing, the things you didn't do because of fear. Mm. That is why you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You want to push yourself to check in on your relationships in your life, with every area of your life, and ask yourself, Am I living an astute life? Am I aligned with my soulful purpose in every area of my life? And you laugh, and you laugh at this idea that it's possible living in the society and the culture and the, in the world in which it is today. You think, well, that is just utterly ridiculous. This is nonsensical, and I cannot give my energy over to it. And right there, right there in that moment, you limit your ability to experience this life fully just because your little mind can't figure out how. Hmm. Haven't we existed long enough as a species to realize we cannot predict what is going to happen next? We cannot predict what the next generation will bring in or the generation after that, what this life will look like in even 20, 30, 40 years. It will be a whole new creation. It will be a whole new way of existing. You ask anyone, anyone on the earth plane today that was on the earth in the early 1900s, what looks the same today? 
how different do we exist than we did back then? And just knowing that that is possible gives you the hope of what can be changed, what can shift in a matter of generations. It all starts with how you begin to perceive how this all works, how your energy affects every aspect of your experience. It's all a choice. Do you stay in this little corner of the world, in this same house, in this same career because it feels safe, because it's defined and you feel it's controllable? Do you deny your soul these expansive experiences because your human is comfortable, because your human is fearful? Or can you allow the energy to give you a sense of a new direction, whether it be in a relationship with another, a relationship in your job, or with your job? Or as you assess the value of the relationships with your friends, can you dismiss the expectations you have of what it means to be a friend? And can you look at these souls in your life as that, as soulful partners on the journey, that each and every one has a little energy to add to your experience, as you do for they? And that your souls don't judge each other when you go exploring new experiences and new energies. You don't judge each other if you have an experience that another doesn't. You embrace each other. You support each other. You get a sense of their experience through their willingness to share. That's what we do here in spirit. We share all of who we are. There is not... one tiny little aspect of any soul that is not fully shared here in spirit. And you could know that that stands true for all of you. Everything, everything you do, you share freely in this spiritual realm. Your soul brings the energy of every experience you have into this collective energy where each and every one of us swim, play, dance, and learn. That is what I love. I'm sorry, let me just that is what relationships are all about. They are the way we interact. They are the way we engage one another as souls. And the way they manifest in the physical is dictated by your willingness to define it from that soulful level, from that soulful sense of knowing and not limited by some human interpretation. Okay, Leah. I was just going to say that I love how they really shifted our perspective of how things can really drastically change over time. It's interesting because it's come up lately that history repeats itself and that we need so much change, but it was a cool perspective to see that shift of how much actually does drastically change over time. There's just certain elements that maybe we see as repeating itself, but it was a really cool shift in perception to really look at how much evolves and how much changes. And this is a tall order, you know, to ask each of us individually to connect to the soul and be honest with ourselves what kind of commitment, what kind of relationship uh, that we're in that's, you know, energetically suiting us at that time. And when the energy, like you said, when the energy ends and we try to resist it in the physical, like we've all experienced that. And it's, it's such a tall order to ask us to have that clear communication with soul. I know. To know that. And Especially be empowered. When it, yeah. Yep, when you're having a relationship, whether it's a, you know, like that partner relationship or a friend relationship, when when it's time to shift, it's it's almost like the logical mind needs a reason. It needs to create some kind of fight or some kind of, you know, some difference or something to blame it on. 
And it's right. very hard to just accept and embrace and have two people come together and say, okay, it's been fun, it's been nice, thanks for the energy, and, and you know, we'll catch you when we com- come back again to each other, into each other's lives, you know, just embrace I also just Yeah, but I also just wanted to say, I think it's actually even more difficult for a lot of people to look at their jobs as a relationship and one that's not truthful for them because I don't think many people even consider that a relationship. And if you look at it that way and you think about it that way, it might actually change the way you deal with it because I think a lot of people uh, currently have jobs that don't suit them, that at the end of the day they are not happy with that relationship at all. They logically find reasons to continually do a job that makes them miserable or tired or just not fed in their mm-hmm. lives. And I think that's probably one of the most, you know, like stressful unions that people find themselves in that they just don't even think about in that way, mm-hmm. you know, that they can get, that they can break up with their job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. It is more encompassing all-encompassing than your personal relationships because people define themselves by their career. When you meet someone, you don't say, who are you with? You say, what do you do? You don't say, Does, you know, who defines you? It is about what you do for a living that defines people in these societies, and that's where we get lost and we end up losing our identity around our career. And so when you think of it as a relationship, we don't see how you could not when it is so, so personal, and people bring it in to their field as if it is a part of who they are. Well, if it is a part of who you are, then shouldn't it be a part of who you are? Shouldn't a part of who you are be what you are integrating in this world, what you are doing, so to speak, what you are creating? That's what you do, right? You create in this world. That's what everyone does. Creations are everything that is, not just art, not just sculptures and paintings. Everything in this world that you can see, feel, and touch is a creation. Even the intellectual property, they're all creations that began in the energy that someone brought into this world. That's what they were doing. They were bringing their inspiration into this world. And that's what souls are here to do. Bring whatever it is they came to bring, to do it in whatever way they came to do it. And their soul knows that. Just like the soul knows when they are aligned with the energy of that personal relationship, that partner in their life, the soul also knows when the energy of a career is done. And it is just as difficult, sometimes even more difficult, for the human being to accept that one. When the energy uh, of a job that you once loved is all is all of a sudden not there anymore. Well, it confounds the mind. There we go again. Logic takes you in that direction and says, well, you love this. You love doing this. You've always loved doing this. So you must just continue. It served you up until now. Why would you not stay? There are so many practical reasons that the mind can come up with to go against what you know. When it is done, it is done. Allow yourself to believe that and move on. Don't force something. You know so many of you out there trying to force the way it should be or sitting in stagnation, ask yourself how long, how long do you want to try to force this logical interpretation of who it is you are and what it is you should be doing before you realize that your soul this time may not be giving in, that your soul is saying, oh no, I am not doing that again. We either find something else to do or we're going to sit here in the midst of this power struggle And that's what happens. The ego takes a stance that says this is the way it has to be. I'm human. I'm here in this physical um, society that that dictates life in this way. 
and so must I must abide. The ego wants to conform. The ego wants to be comfortable, safe. Ego wants a sense of control over life. And so doing something that you're good at, doing something that you've done for quite a long time, well, that gives you some sense of safety and control. But remember the soul, that part of you that came to explore every aspect of life it possibly could while here in this incarnation? That soul doesn't want to force the status quo to dictate the remainder of the lifetime. Expand. Allow yourself to grow with life. Believe that. That is what life is about. About changing and evolving through change, through a willingness to let go of what once was so that you can see what could be. Humans tend to be so self-limiting so certain about how life should be according to what they've been told, according to what they've been taught. Now we ask you each to look around at life and all of the precepts, all of the certainties that were handed down to you and the way things should be, what was expected of you and what outcomes you can expect if you follow suit. And ask yourself how many people you know living that life and loving it. Living according to some rules or expectations created outside of themselves. This is a time where your soul is asking you to remember who you truly are. And it is through these experiences that challenge us that we are creating the opportunity to see where we are limiting our own experience. Nobody here in spirit judges your inability to face your fears. We only look to inspire you to try knowing all along that if you do and once you do, that you will feel the release, that you will feel the freedom, and that you will come into alignment with a truth that can define for you exactly who you are and what you are here to share in this world, what you are here to experience, and who you are here to engage. But it takes a willingness to accept life through an intuitive sense of knowing. And so once again, we challenge you to find you. I think that's a great way to wrap it up tonight. We challenge you, what was it, Laura? We challenge you to find you? Yep. Yes, that's quite the challenge. <laughs> I think I'll take it, and I hope <laughs> hope everybody listening tonight takes that challenge as well because relationships and your job and everything that we address tonight are definitely mile markers and directors and beautiful ways of experiencing a path of self-discovery, like we said. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us tonight. Thank you, Dodie. Thank you so much, Laura, for your beautiful words of wisdom that you channeled for us tonight. And I also wanted to remind everybody that we will be doing the call-in midday getaway where you can actually have your questions answered again next month. We really enjoyed it, and I think our listeners did it as well. So that will be August 13th at 12 p.m. So join us for that and call with any questions and get a little bit more personal with us. We'd love to see well, to see you in spirit and hear you tune in. So otherwise, we also have the 29th of August will be our monthly channel when we come back for a collective broadcast. Other than that, have a wonderful night. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Good night, Leah. Good, Good night, night, Laura. Bye, ladies. Be peace.
拜。